Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to The Greatest, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to another episode of The, the greatest. greatest. What? You said it so... I wanted to say it with you this time. But you said it The Greatest. Oh, sorry. I was just trying to... That's what week week eight, week nine of quarantine sounds like hosting a podcast with your husband. We're back in the laundry room. <laughs> we we laundry experimented room. with our other podcast studios within the house. We tried my office. I think all of my memorabilia threw you off. No? No. I liked it in there a lot. Okay. Uh, we tried the room that just has a liquor cart and the Peloton. But that was the first. We have a neighbor weeks. who decides to rev seven motorcycles all Never the time. Never rides them. Just likes to rev them. I hate him so much. He's my number one quarantine enemy. <laughs> um, but it'd be great if he, we found that he listened. No, he does not. Um, but today we are so excited to welcome a dear friend who is also so cool. Yeah. And talented. And also now a member of the iHeartRadio podcast family. Oh, wow. We can all go to the Christmas party together. <laughs> um, we have written together on the ESPYs. He has a book called Kanye West. Owes me $500. Me. I thought it was 20 It's 500 We'll let him, oh my we'll gosh. Let him tell us. Um, creator of Drop the Mic. And to... To some, maybe even to me, most impressively, a writer on the first season of The Masked Singer, which revolutionized TV. Give it up for Jensen Karp. Oh, hello. Ooh. Hi. Uh, unless you guys know something about him owing me more money, it is technically $300. Oh, 300 oh Okay. I'm yeah. sorry. I no, thought it no was $20, and CJ <laughs> thought it was 500 Listen, I found an unauthorized uh, revised version, Jensen, right. off the black market. Um, but how are you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing pretty good, but I do like the idea that, I, I mean, the title's already very petty, but imagine how petty it would be over $20. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to write a novel. Um, you're, yeah. a, you're a new dad, too. Yeah, ten month old. Uh, he is his name is Adler. It's a, a beautiful oh, little a boy. Name. He looks looks like Marv Albert. Uh, <laughs> full head of hair uh, already. Yeah, full, yeah, full head of hair. Not like women's lingerie or anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, we really were living the quarantine life a little before he was born premature. So we were in the NICU for a month, and he had a lung disorder. Very cool things. Oh. 
he worked it out. Everything is good now. But we we had been living like this already. So this is just mm-hmm. sort of now everyone's down to our level. Yeah. I mean, that's we had Sarah Tiana on the podcast a few weeks ago. And then I have some friends that are new moms and they're like, yeah, it's not a terrible time to be doing this because this is kind of what maternity leave, paternity leave ends up being. You're just in your house taking care of the little sweetie. And he's doing well health wise now. Yeah, he's doing really good. He's thriving. He uh, uh, definitely doesn't have the fluid in the lungs is basically what good. he had. Oh, and wow. uh, now it's it's kind of all gotten, gotten out. And it was just a really scary, you know, first few months. But, sure. um, you know, I think people like us have it pretty easy with 10-month-olds or younger. Or, you know, once once they hit three, four, five, it's like you have to yeah. really entertain them. And, like, right now I can just hand them a water bottle and we, <laughs> we can, like, walk off for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we have friends so. that have a six-month-old and a four-year-old, oh, and boy. yeah, every time I see her, she looks at the brink of a mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, we have we have friends who have twins that are like oh, six or seven, wow. and they, they are two of the most calm-minded people I've ever known in my life, and so chill. And they, I've never gotten straight up. <sighs> I can't believe school's not coming back texts. Like they actually are like fully breaking down in front of me. So I I, I feel for them way way more than me. Yeah. I mean, my brother is, he's divorced now. And so he shares custody with his ex and he has a daughter who's in second grade. And he's like, we get like eight emails a day about assignments. And I'm like, what? That's insane to me. And he's smart too. He's a lawyer, but he's still just like, and he's doing it, but you don't want your kids to be stupid, but it does seem like a lot. And you're not having to teach the child anything. So you're really lucked out. <laughs> no, literally, we don't, we've never even taught him a thing. We just, if, it's, if it's raining, we go, what's this? We like, we pretend we're him. Yeah, it's great. Jensen, I'm so we're, we're honored to have you on. I also, I don't know if I told you, because I did your podcast a, a couple weeks ago, yes. but yes. I, it's your, your career has just always been so fascinating. And, and uh, you know, I've admired it from afar just because like we know friends who are either, you know, comedians or comedy writers, but you're like sort of all over the place in such a cool way. Like you've been, you know, you obviously wrote that book uh, about you being a rapper when you were young. You've written mm-hmm. for the ESPYs. You created Drop the Mic. And you also own, and I've always wanted to talk to you about this, um, or you founded Gallery 1988. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Uh, I don't know, I don't know if you know, I'm just like such a big nostalgia fan and, you know, love vintage everything and, and just old 80s, 90s movies. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, just tell it how, what the hell did you want to do growing <laughs> up and how did all these things happen, I guess? Well, what I wanted to do is definitely something I never could have done, which is basically play baseball, which is okay. what, you know, I kind of went through life thinking could happen for me. And then I was like, wait, I'm super Jewish. Uh, that <laughs> never happens. Uh, Gabe Kapler, it's like all I have. Um, and so uh, I, I, I was always a good rapper and I guess, you know, I felt like battling was always my strength and I was doing local battles and doing all sorts of, you know, going to the house of blues and participating in ciphers and stuff as a kid. Wow. And, um, and I had like a small brush, which you talked about in the book. I had a small brush with being signed with ice T's rhyme syndicate when I was in middle school. Oh my God. <laughs> I know very weird things happened to me rapping wise. And uh, I, I figured that I could, 
maybe do that for a living, but I was going to college for writing. I went to USC for communications and journalism with a focus on cinematic writing, and I kind of figured I'd do comedy. I'd start going up, and I started to you know, do the open mics at Comedy Store and things like that in college, and then I entered this radio contest in Los Angeles called Roll Call. And it was where you battle three or four people a day. And, and I had already got a bit of a name battling at that point. And I, I won the contest for like 46 days or something. The, the, oh, my God. I know. The, the winner before me had only won 10. What so, radio station was it on? Uh, Power 106. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so like it, it wasn't it, like it wasn't like a rock station where they're like no, <laughs> where they're having no. right. It was like the real hip hop oh, yeah. station. Yeah. It was, it was intense. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was like, we'd have some days you'd have competition, other days you wouldn't. And, um, I, it was before iPhones and iPods and before satellite radio. So people were really listening to terrestrial radio and we just like really, I mean, it, it captured sort of a weird moment in hip hop nerdery here mm-hmm. in LA. And as soon as I left, I, I went back to USC to do finals and, and Jimmy Iovine basically jumped in the middle of me in college and said, I'm going to, you know, give you a record deal for a million dollars. Yeah. And so Jimmy, Jimmy signed me to Interscope and I recorded an album with Kanye and Black Eyed Peas and Red Man and Fabulous and all these different people and lived this like crazy life for two years. It didn't work out for me. And then I kind of went back into my normal life. I It's so interesting too, because you grew up in Calabasas. I did. Well, okay. I grew up in Woodland. I grew okay, up in Woodland, Woodland Hills, Hills, which is yeah, the ugly stepson. Oh, and really quick, you brought up the gallery. Sorry, I didn't even address no, the gallery. No, just one of the things that was really cool to me too. Well, the gallery. I when I stopped rapping, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I had this money, and my money manager was like, "You can't just like buy Blu-rays and or DVDs at the time and comic <laughs> oh, books." Oh wow, just... that's what CJ does. So that's interesting <laughs> well, that a money manager tells you not to do that. <laughs> Well, I still do it, but but he at the, he at the time was like, you can't just do that. And so I, I started looking into businesses I was interested in, and I love art and always been a fan, didn't know much about it, but I knew that my friends like Kanye at the time or DJ AM, who, who was making yeah. a lot of money at the time, like those guys were spending like, you know, $500 on sneakers. And then you'd go to their house and they had like a $10 poster. And I, and I felt like, and I felt like, you know, from like Bed Bath and Beyond. And I was like, there's, there's gotta be a middle ground here where it's still affordable, but it speaks to you. And, and that's where Gallery 1988 came up. And I yeah. opened up uh, with my friend, Katie Cromwell. And, uh, you know, it's sort of, pop culture, nostalgia, uh, inspired art. Very cool. I have, we have Jensen to blame for a lot of my current hobbies. Well, I don't want to blame him because he's very talented and cool. In a good way. No, but you, he maybe has enabled you, but you are, (laughs) you are the addict and he is the supplier. Um, and, and so you grew up in LA and went to USC, which now that degree must mean so much more to you, given the things that have happened over the last year. But it's like, I, I just wonder if, I'm sure you would have because CJ and I are not from here and we wound up here, but like a a boy like you growing up in St. Louis, like how would that have looked differently than a child? I mean, you had, you have headshots from when you were a kid that are so cute. And it's to me growing up in a place where like you, we didn't know anything about show business. It's just so fascinating to me. Yeah. uh, To a lot of people. And for good reason. I mean, I, did not grow up with any connections. My father sold cars. My mother had a, a local kind of like advertising paper that she ran out of the house with like coupons and stuff in it. And neither of them had truly any connections. But then at my school, you know, you'd go you'd go to school and, and there'd be kids like 
I, I just realized Harry Nielsen's kid went to our school. And I didn't even know. Like I didn't even I, I didn't even know he did. He was in my grade, uh, and, and we had like no idea. So it wasn't like like my wife, for example, went to went to high school with me, and, and she was on a Boy Meets child World. Star. I mean, yeah, one of the most a, famous. Yeah, she was super famous when she was at our high school, and um, and like no one ever made a big deal out of it. It was like just sort of like yeah, she she was there, you know. And I think that it, it, maybe it is sort of a Los Angeles thing. But I don't think anyone was like really freaking out. Like Christina Ricci came and visited. Oh, oh, here's the thing. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember Gabby Hoffman? Yeah. Awesome okay. Yeah. So Gabby, Gabby went to our high school as well, mm-hmm. and she wasn't like super famous yet, but she was the kid in Field of Dreams, and yeah. she, was, she was in Now and like, Then. Yeah, and she was doing stuff, and she was in a Woody Allen movie while we were in high school, and like she was always hip and cool and whatever. And she had Christina Ricci come visit our school one day. Like she wow. just came and hung out with her, and you would think that would like blow the school up. Yeah, but like no one even knew. Like if I bring it up to people now, do you remember when Christina Ricci visited our school? And we'll be like, no, I don't remember that. Oh my gosh! I mean, we had a kid who used to take his shirt off. And then that meant he was about to like fight someone. And he was a celeb to us. Like that was what that's. And like, there were rumors that the FBI was investigating him and we were like, wow, he is famous. Um, but yeah. I think he very well could be dead now. Um, but that was, that was the level of fame. It's yeah, it's just, it's, it's so cool, but I get that it didn't seem strange to you at the time. Yeah. It seems stranger when I got to college because in college people, would ask stuff like that. And like the Menendez brothers went to my high school. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. And so like you bring in like Al- the movie Alpha Dogs, basically about my high school and yeah. the high school next door. And so we like, you bring that stuff up and people are like, really? And you're like, I, I don't know if I've ever talked about this with anyone. Like it doesn't come up a lot when you're in it, but when you're out of it, you're like, I guess it's very odd. Wait, <laughs> like I- the Val Victorian wasn't like Menendez boys. Like, it's not, <laughs> you're just skimming over can, it. Can I ask you, did you go to one of the high High schools where you walked outside to class? You mean like, like a, it, there? It was not enclosed. Correct. Whoa. Yeah. We, we were, yeah. Yes. So like, I don't yeah. know if you That's know this, the but most like California yeah, thing. East Coast and, West, and Midwest kids, like when when I watch movies like from the eighties and nineties, like uh, just one of the guys, and I see them mm-hmm. walking outside during a school day, I'm like. How it's is this allowed? So cool. This is like science fiction to it me. It is so cool. It's to me, it's like the n- number one like California <laughs> state poll. <laughs> that we, children are outside. We, we only, I think we only had one building that could have been used in a winter storm. Wow. On top of that, everything else was outdoors. And then it's so funny because like, I have heard this before that not that specifically, but when I went to college and people would be like, oh man, did you live near that amusement park at the beginning of Step by Step? <laughs> Which is like so funny to me because like I never saw step by step, but obviously yeah. as soon as people brought it up, I went and looked it up, and like it's just the Matterhorn, or no, not the Matterhorn, it's just that Magic Mountain ride, but they've superimposed it near the water. Uh. <laughs> wow! So like that doesn't exist, but it's like people have this weird TV movie thoughts about what it, it was like living here, and I, I was quite square, quite nerdy, um, and so I never like lived the crazy life per se until maybe rap stuff started. Wow. All right. Well, before we get too off topic, I do, do feel like going down this, like hearing about all of Jensen's career accomplishments does kind of tie into this topic. Very yeah, well. because I mean, and you've ended up working with a lot of these people we'll probably mention, but uh, today's topic or the greatest topic is the greatest post playing careers. And it's sort of we're going to keep it a little bit open, but it's essentially people who and athletes who have sort of kept 
their businesses going after their sort of like prime playing career. Or careers. created a new business that yeah. made them famous in other ways. I mm-hmm. CJ and I were talking about this last night. I ended up picking people that did not like obviously there's commentators and there's coaches that were players and then went on to do great things as as those professions i think of those as almost too close like i ended yep. up picking people that are in a completely different field of work and rose to prominence just as much as they were in their playing career okay so that's what that was what i did and i don't know yeah jensen do you want to lead us off with your number 3 yeah, my number three is, I guess, he's, I, I think this is perfect. Because obviously, like you said, answering Shaq, stuff like that seems pretty easy. Mm-hmm. And I don't I, I don't think any of us are, are we're all a little obscure. Mm-hmm. So so I think my pick for number three is going to be Kevin Johnson. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's purely because Kevin Johnson, like when he ran for office the first time, I think people were like, that Kevin Johnson? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think people thought he was going to end up being the mayor of Sacramento. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and I know that there's been like, listen, I know his Wikipedia is filled with uh, yeah. garbage as to what happened while he was governor. Um, but, you know, it was still kind of an amazing thing where you actually thought, oh, my God, the, the sports guys, you know, can actually run for office. Mm-hmm. Like that was kind of, you know, obviously there were people like Bradley and stuff before him. But I thought that was pretty awesome. And he, he was a big guy as far as like when I did a little bit of research for this, he was super into this program called volunteer Sacramento and he was very green and he, he actually did a decent amount of good stuff while he was in office mm-hmm. and was reelected once, but then maybe ran into some issues with sexual assault and harassment. Okay. Maybe those things did happen. <laughs> to, to me, that only makes him a legitimate politician. <laughs> like it's like, Oh yeah, you're a real politician. Okay. Right. He was, he was yes. the first black mayor of Sacramento, too. And yeah. so that's a yeah. very impressive feat as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of issues involving, you know, the pieing incident. Uh, you know, there was there was a lot of things that happened. But beyond that, Kevin Johnson going from NBA basketball player and a good one. Yeah, great. Yeah, great one. And then going into politics, I thought was always a pretty interesting pivot. I, and I wonder if, you know, we're watching The Last Dance like everyone else. And yeah. He is one of those guys that you, you, he, that were in Jordan's tracks of like he prevented, you know, Kevin Johnson and Charles Barkley and these guys from winning a championship that yeah. they weren't fulfilled from their playing career. Mm-hmm. And then they go. That's interesting. Yeah. On, and, you know, that's just a theory of mine. They're like, well, I, I you know, there's no Michael Jordan, my way of becoming the mayor of Sacramento. And so I'm really going to go for it. Thus, yeah. you know, and this happens. I, I could see that well, with Barkley, too, because Barkley is just so he he almost like ramped up after his playing career. Like mm-hmm. everyone knows him. Now. He's my favorite comedian. He's everywhere. Yeah. And he's, yeah. and he's so funny and he's so good on TV. And then when you see him in the last dance, it's like, Oh yeah, that was so demoralizing that CJ, I think you do have a good point that it was like, okay, I couldn't win a ring, but I can win Mr. Congeniality. Yeah. And he, and him and Shaq have very much gone on to do that. Even though Shaq has rings too. Uh, I promise not to pick anyone else's sexual assault. That's, it's <laughs> totally fine. Well, I mean, I was having this conversation when last night too. It's like this 
to- this topic kind of bummed me out in a way because there's very few, if any, I, I struggled to find any woman who has been able to, obviously Becky Hammond and there's women that have then gone on, mm-hmm. gone on to be incredible coaches. Chrissy Everett is like one of my favorite tennis commentators, but they're still in the sport. And I think some of that is just to, as a society, men are allowed to conquer and do lots of different things. And I mm-hmm. think we are like, oh, okay, a woman succeeded at this. Great. That's you get that. And then and then they either go on to raise families or or they that they're they become activists, but there's very few women that then have been able to pivot into the careers that we're going to be talking about, which are mostly politics, acting, and entrepreneurship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we just yeah. don't allow the space for a woman to be successful in multiple facets publicly, I think, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that's changing over time with, I mean, honestly, I, I just, for my podcast, I just talked to Aaron Andrews' husband about, you know, what it's like being a Kings coach because he's like a developmental coach right <laughs> yeah. now. And he's just like sitting on his couch and Aaron Andrews is running like six, seven businesses during the quarantine. So like that kind of stuff really stokes me out uh, as far as like where we're going with it. Mm -hmm. But like you said, yes, I had to pick someone who Mm -hmm. has quite a tainted past when I looked at politics. (laughs) Well, but like even calling him Aaron Andrews' husband, it's like, that's a win, you know, (laughs) that's progress. Okay, so my first one, this is going to feel less obscure, but like, I don't know. I just love it so much is George Foreman. Yeah. It's a great uh, yeah. Obviously a boxer, but if when you hear George <laughs> Foreman now, you really just think of the grills. Yes. And so yeah. I was doing a little bit of, I, I truly thought he invented the grill. He did not. Um, <laughs> In the nineties, he invented the grill. No, just was like, I like to cook on this grill. That's yeah. what I thought. That's not what happened. Basically a company went to him and was like, would you be our spokesperson? And then it would for a limited amount of time, I think it was like an event or one or two. And it was such a massive success that mm-hmm. then they like, renamed the product after him and he became the face of this and then did the infomercials. And I mean, George Foreman grills are in the cultural lexicon. Just when you think about like, when I think about men I dated in college or like, it's, it's that you walk in and you see someone as a George Foreman and you're like, Oh boy. Or it it, it just, to me, he is more successful as George Foreman grill than he is as George Foreman, the boxer. Right. Right. And and also, he was the second person they asked. Oh, really? Whoa. <laughs> I remember this stat, and maybe uh, I, I almost, I'd say I'm 99% sure, so that's pretty high up. I think Hulk Hogan was the first person they asked. Oh, that would I don't know if it would have taken off in a weird way, Let me right? see if I can. I'm looking like, it up quick. Yeah. Who turned down the Foreman grill? Hulk Hogan. Wow. Yes. Yeah, Hulk Hogan. Just Hulk Hogan. No, what? George Foreman we is mean, the correct, yeah. like he... He has such a really wholesome face. Oh, yeah. Like, he is the kindest-looking boxer. He truly <laughs> looks like a little sweetie pie. And he's a truly perfect pitch man because of that, because yeah. he's likable. He was famous. I I think him being black, then you're you're incorporating so many more people. Like, he's, he's the type of, like, black men that even racists are like, I like him. You know, like, he <laughs> right. just, everybody likes him. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I was watching, um, and I recommended this to to you, Megan, uh, when we were kings. And if you see that, and because I had known about the the Foreman Girl, and then I went back a few years later and watched when we were kings, the Muhammad Ali documentary about Rumble the Jungle, and he's just such a stoic. Like they paint him essentially like Drago uh, and Rocky. Yeah. And Barrel like, says four words the whole documentary. Um, and that's where Ali had to do the rope a dope on him to this, what they were saying, a machine. And now, you know, cut to what, 20 years later, and it was lean, mean fighting machine, you know, diet grill. And it's just like so insane the timeline or the, you know, what time can do to people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, Mike Tyson isn't that far off. If you yeah. told. If you told yeah. a 12-year-old right now that Mike Tyson was literally the baddest human being who may have ever walked this face of the earth, they'd be like, you're kidding, yeah? The, the, the guy from Hangover? Yeah. Uh, so I think that's kind of what we do with a lot of boxers over time. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my pick, it, it's if it's not great oh boy. <laughs> to your standards, oh, Megan, because it's so connected. But I got a little inspired this morning because also this news came out that Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the video game one and two are being remastered for the Xbox One. And so that's why my third pick is Tony Hawk. I love Tony Hawk. Yeah, I mean, but the skateboarding thing. But the thing is, like, these video games really were huge and are still huge. And I do have to say, I get, I mean, I'm a hypocrite, too. I yeah. love changing rules. Tony Hawk is the face of... Of, was the face of the X Games. Yeah. He brought skateboarding into the mainstream. And so for him, you kind of have to make an exception. It'd be crazy to then pivot fully out of that. It's like he is U.S. skateboarding to me. Yeah, and to me, it's like he's not even the coolest skater. And for him to create this video game, and there's just like this, there's a YouTube video where he describes how much money he made off these video games, which he didn't know how much he was going to make going into it or even like into the process. Like there's a story about how during the fourth video game when it came out, someone at Activision or Neversoft, whichever company it is, was like, hey, can I take you out to lunch? And he's like, sure. Didn't know he was going to get paid at this lunch. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, here's your check for Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4. And it was for $4 million. What? And he was just like, oh. Just like, can you imagine just getting an unexpected $4 million check? Wow. And then, yeah. Then, I, I, yeah. I don't think uh, Tony LaRusa had the same lunch for Tony LaRusa's baseball. <laughs> yeah, now I'm like, where'd they go to lunch? Was it, you know, was it lemonade or was it Frank and yeah. what's it called? No, I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, I think that that's a, that's a good pick. And CJ. so yeah. since then, there's been what? Eight, I think there's this remastered version coming up is going to be the 18th Tony Hawk Pro Skater video game. This film. Well, and then he had all the fashion. Yeah, Birdhouse. I remember his cribs is like one yeah. that sticks out to me, too. I just remember all his little blonde children looking like they were about to break limbs constantly. And, their ki and his kid, uh, Riley, I believe, is like, a, like you would expect some of these like celebrity, mega celebrity kids to be like, assholes and i mean i've watched a few videos about riley really good skater uh and and really cool and down to earth how old is he i think he's like 20 something okay so yeah. I, sometimes i get concerned when you're watching videos of these young people <laughs> yeah all the time. i was gonna say this is I, I can't i can't even imagine cj at home being like gotta look up my young kid skateboard yeah. videos he's just like oh brawny's in i'm like you should not know where brawny is okay <laughs> let's just let's leave brawny alone a little bit okay let's take a break and we'll be back with our next picks There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. 
or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM. Let's create. Okay, we are back. All right. Jensen? Yes. Second pick. Uh, well, this is a perfect segue into promoting my new podcast, yes. which is called The No Sports Report, part of the iHeart family, along with Treefort Media. And what I do is I talk to athletes during the quarantine, uh, and I, I find out things about them, what they've been doing while sports is down. Like a lot of these guys, this is the longest they've ever went not playing the sport. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. So been able to speak to Gavin Lux and Sugar Ray Leonard and Bismack Biombo and a lot, a lot of great athletes over the last few weeks. But one that really sticks out with me is former NBA player Al Harrington. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Who, yes. Who now runs a weed empire. Yep. He basically has a marijuana, medicinal marijuana, entire business that involves edibles and, uh, you know, CBD and medicinal. And he's he he's part of a large group ownership. He's the head of it. But like even like um, uh, other basketball players are involved in it. Yeah, because John Sally. Yeah. And it's it, he he Al Harrington really does seem to be making millions of dollars off selling weed. And he came on the podcast and talked about, you know, what it's doing for his small business, you know, the pandemic. And and then we talked about, you know, marijuana in the NBA. And he was he was saying he thinks 80 to 85 percent of players are currently using or recreationally use over the last two or three years. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a big deal too. Cause like guys like, you know, he brought up Kobe, we brought up him. I mean, Al Harrington, a great example mm-hmm. of a guy who probably could have been a little better or played a little longer if their injuries were maintained a lot better in like a CBD way. Yeah. Um, and so I, uh, I was always impressed in the idea that this guy retires, doesn't, you know, do the normal route and instead opens up an entire weed business based off his grandmother, who used marijuana when she was sick with cancer. Wow. And so he saw that, and then he became a bit of an advocate for it, and now it's his living. I think that's great. I I was just looking him up because I wanted to see what year he was drafted by the Pacers, and him and I have the same birthday. Him, oh, Jordan, and I. Yeah. So I'm so, And he was on the Pacers twice, and he's like the kind of guy that I always really liked, but he wasn't – he kind of under – achieved and so it's yeah. uh, at least with the pacers and so it's nice to see him taking on an industry that i really so near and dear to my heart yeah. <laughs> yeah by the way looking at his numbers now which i did in research for the podcast he had a really good career mm-hmm. yeah like you don't think he did and then we looked it up and i was like in current day nba he would have been making like a ton of money 
Well, you know, and that's why I, I always talk to people about sort of the business that I'm in, but like, it, they just never covered him. He wasn't like a highlights guy. And so yeah, you no. weren't seeing him on sports center and yeah. they weren't like, he, he was like the third, like the not third, like fifth option on these teams. So they weren't getting covered, but like came off the bench yeah. for the Pacers mostly. I mean, he played for, I think 16 or 17 seasons too. So yeah, he did he have, forever. he did have a long career and he's got a great argument to be like, yeah, let me rub and put whatever I want in my body <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. Tons of injuries. The last two years, he only played like 45 games or something like that, but his, his career stats, he was at 13 and a half points per game and over five and a half rebounds per game over a career where he played with tons of injuries. Yeah. Um, and so, I was like, man, in in 2020, that guy's got quite a strong contract. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really happy for him and happy to hear that. And I'm guessing he lives in California. No, he he does not. I don't remember exactly where he lives. He he does not live in California, no. But he obviously is here a lot, he said, because we smoke a lot of weed. Yeah, his business is here. (laughs) Uh, Just so you know, I'm looking up his stats by season. Atlanta... He obviously 18 points a game, 19.2 with the Knicks. He had quite a run there, 14. But but he did have his worst run with the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, but early, I see, I early still, career. I still have. He was 18. Yeah. I think he came out right out of high yeah. school. High school, yeah, yeah, straight out of high so school. Yeah. He he always had a sweatband on. I liked him. He <laughs> yeah. got a funny. He was a good dude. Yeah, he's good. Good dude. Um, I'm happy to hear about him. Okay, so mm-hmm. my next person, I honestly did not even know about this guy. And I feel horrified by that because I'm sure my parents are going to listen to it and be like, yeah, we loved him. His name is Byron White. Hmm. Is this ringing a bell to either of you? Okay. Sounds like an athlete though. He played college football, basketball, and baseball. He was the runner up in the Heisman Trophy and then was drafted, led the NFL in rushing yards in his rookie season, which was 1938. Okay. So it was a long time ago, but then he was an incredible NFL player. Mm -hmm. Left at one point to attend Yale Law School and became a Supreme Court justice. What? Yes, he was nominated to the Supreme Court by JFK, served on the Supreme Court for 32 years as a liberal judge and was a part of NCAA versus Board of Regents of the University of California. Uh, was on the court during Roe v. Wade. He is the 12th longest Supreme Court justice to ever serve. And then he was um, succeeded by Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So he's incredible. I mean, this man, he was born in Colorado, went to University of Colorado where he was a three-sport athlete. Uh Football was obviously his standout, but he served in World War II. He was a part of the Navy. Like this man, I mean, he, it was really tough too, because in the politics, it feels like a lot of athletes become Republicans or at least like, you know, like Kevin Johnson and Bill Bradley feel like kind of the only ones that didn't. Mm -hmm. And so this guy was a, a liberal judge and a JFK appointee and seems like such a wonderful man. His nickname was Wizard. But he it's a great nickname. But he didn't like that name, so that's why I did not call him. But he is some people may know him as Wizard White instead. Who did he play for in the NFL? Um he played for the Pittsburgh Pirates, which is Wait. not a team anymore. Wait. Okay. It, uh, he, NFL? it was 1938. And so I guess Shoot. that was a team. Yeah. And then he played for 
the Detroit Lions in the 1940-41 season. And then he went and fought in World War II in the Pacific. Wow, Jesus. Isn't it crazy? I was like, oh, I feel like I, because this isn't someone that like I knew about. But when I read all this stuff, I was just like, this is so impressive and so interesting to me. And I love World War II. I love old white men that have funny nicknames. And I love <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So right. it's really, this has everything. This has everything I want. Well, and for me too, it's like CTE is such a very real thing. And I bet you it may be even worse back then, technology with helmets. And to then become, you know, and put be in that position seems insane to me. Mm-hmm. And imp- yeah. But ultimately very impressive. Yeah. Yes, I, very I, good. I, I, well, it's also so funny too when you think about college sports back then, the fact that he could play three sports yeah. is just that there's n- that does not exist now. Never. No. Um, so I loved him. Wizard. I want to yeah, look more into he, him. He, cool. he got a bronze star, too. Two of them. But yeah, a little cutie. And <laughs> he is now passed. Sure. But oh, well, rest in peace, Wizard. But, <laughs> but yeah, but re- rest in peace. But we love you, dog. By the way, quite a roller coaster on my feelings about Wizard. Dead now. <laughs> I was totally in, totally into looking up what he's doing now, and then then that ending really yeah. Put me it'd on be a great too track. if I was like, oh, I guess it's not that impressive. He died. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, I, I, seriously, I'm trying to pick the immortal. Yeah, he's just so cool. He was like so. He was for civil rights. He was pro women's choice. Like wizard, you're the dude, man. You're the, yeah. you're the dude. You're the dude. Okay, CJ. <laughs> Top that. All right. No, I can't top that. You know, I had an obvious one for two, but I kind of want to swap out. I had Shaq originally, and I don't really need to read his credits. He And he just is greatest human, I feel like, is what Shaq is. Now, do you think that you put him on this list because of Shaq Life? Um, That's what what finally convinced me was Shaq Life, which is mainly about Shaq's EDM career. Um, right. Like, yeah, full, like every storyline is Shaq going to be a good EDM DJ? Jensen, do you watch Shaq Life? Well, I was the executive producer of a failed pilot with Shaquille O'Neal okay. and Ken Jong last year. Oh, okay, uh, wow. <laughs> so, so I would say I know Shaq uh, a little too well, so much so that I know that uh, he loves hookah bars. Oh, I wow. believe that. I believe he talks that. about hookah bars. He talks about hookah bars maybe fifty percent of the day. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly I, honestly if you ever find yourself by the way Shaq is an incredible human being yeah. he is loving and caring and so great and he was so fun with me I have a great story he did drop the mic and all day he was kind of acting like a big baby and uh, be, being being a little bit grumpy and uh, my wife showed up to set and my wife had met him before in that, like, you're famous in the 90s, you know everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kids' and, Choice Awards. Yeah, some sort of surfboard was handed yeah. to you by Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> at some point. And, and Shaquille sees my wife for a second, and, and I, I don't know if he puts it together, but my wife goes, how's Shaq being? And I go, you know what, he's kind of being a big baby. And she goes, okay, I'll, I'll be right back. And so she walks over there, and she's talking to him, and she says, uh, are you practicing? He goes, you. Aww. And she goes, and she goes, uh, well, you know, you got to go out there and you got to kill it. Like, you can't get embarrassed. I know. And then she says, you know, I did this show and I won. And he says, you dude. <laughs> and she goes, she goes, yeah, I, 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 I won my, my rap battle. I have the trophy and everything. And he's like, you on TV? And she's like, yeah, I, I used to be Topanga on Boy Meets World. He goes, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And he started like yeah. jumping around. And then he asked to take a picture with me and her. And, and oh. we started to lean, we started to lean down and, and it goes one, 
two, and he leans down to my ear and he goes, Topanga still got it, buddy. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, it is wild to, because like I have been out with you guys in public, like, you know, we would have those post SB dinners. Yeah. And when she walks through, everyone is like, oh my God. Like it's a wave of recognition and then like pure excitement and joy. Yeah, she has goodwill, she, which is great. I, I'm always weirded out when someone like everything, like when I post something and everything's positive, I'm like, oh my God, how does that feel? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And so like on top of that, like she looks so much the same, yeah. like from childhood that it's yes. like, it's very difficult to really hide. I mean, that's why the pandemic actually has been kind of cool at times for her because she gets to wear a mask at Target, which is like kind of a fun thing to do since it's the only place we go. And every time we go, she has to take photos. And I'm like, man, wow. everyone's starting at scratch. This is great. Wow. Uh, and so I'm the one yelling, it's the penguin. <laughs> I married her. And everyone's like, okay, my family's sick. Try, yeah, trying to survive here. <laughs> and so, yeah, it, it's very funny. But Shaq was very sweet and kind and and the next time I saw him, he remembers everything. So like the next time I saw him, he was like, you marry her yet? Like he, he, he seems to like remember every detail about stuff. So he's just a big loving yeah. human being. But yeah. yes, I know all about his EDM career. He's I know we talked yeah. about his kids and his kids' heart uh, condition. We we really, I mean, we spent uh, probably five days in Atlanta together and he was great. Man, I wish that show went then. Me too. Um, <laughs> so is that is that your pick or your? Yeah, you're no. Pivoting? I mean, honestly, it, it made me it made me want to keep him on there. Yeah, just so, I, you know, I mean, he, it, very sweet. He's incredible, and the the citizens arrest and the yeah. restaurateur, yeah. and I mean, because you think about the NBA on TNT, and that's my favorite show. I think yeah. it's the best comedy on TV. <laughs> so yeah. they are TV stars to me now. But that's that's like one of seventy five. Ven like well, ventures, he's you a know, and yeah, people go like with a celebrity when their big hang up is that they do everything. My question is like, how does Shaq do all this? Is my thing. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot, and also like he, you know, let's not forget he has a cameo and Freddie got fingered, which oh, is yeah. worth addressing here. <laughs> but but beyond that, he did at one point while we were filming look at me and he goes, "Hey, uh, you think I should take this job? They're offering me to be the face of Papa John's." Oh and I was God. like, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I gotta be honest with you. No, I don't think you should take it. <laughs> and he was like, why? And I was like, well, come on, man. Like it wasn't a good, you know, it wasn't like you're, he's like, I know, but like, I like Papa John's. And then, and then he was the face of Papa John's. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, he took it. So it's like, I don't think, I don't think he just takes anything, even though I think that's easy to say. Cause like, you know, the bond and general and all those things he does, but like, I think he actually kind of loves doing stuff. Like he's not so doing too. it for the yeah. money. And, no. And one other story about him, not to hang on him too much, no, but just please. to tell you how we love him. great guy he is. We did a shoot at a retirement home where him and Ken Jong were supposed to help these old people like have a good day and take care of them and whatever. This is the and, best thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. And Shaq, during taping asked them where the game room was. And they said they didn't have a game room. And he's like, oh, that's not like you guys should have a game room. And then they, and then he, I guess he became friends with one of the guys there. And, and I don't want to spoil the story by telling you, but I guess he found out what his favorite game is. And then when the last day of taping, he had two pool tables delivered. Oh my gosh. That's, awesome. that's so sweet. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, this is rules. Yeah. On Shack Life, he bought 
two kids who didn't even know laptops. him. Who did they think he was? Michael Jordan. Yeah, they thought he was Michael Jordan. They were fans of the Apple Store, and Shaq happened to be in there. And Shaq <laughs> just like. Hey, throw in two computers for whatever. And the, the people working there were crying because yeah. they were like, these boys yeah. come in here every day just to like look around. He's better than Santa Claus and he yes. exists. Yes. You know, yeah, like he's great. Oh, I saw him at the Grove and uh, it w- I was like holding a Cheesecake Factory to go bag and I was a little stoned and I just was like, <laughs> I love you. And he was like, thank you. And it like every I was in Nordstrom and I'm like, did you guys see Shaq going up to everyone? And they're like, yeah. Like it's, he is the Beatles all in one person, kind of. He is. He is. And he, uh, we, we asked him, he had just bought a house in Calabasas when he did drop the mic. And Danielle and I were asking about like furnishing. He's like, I'm going to get furniture after this, which is hilarious. Like yeah. just middle of the day, go to shopping. And we go, oh, where do you go? Like, and he's like, oh, I just go to like modern living or whatever. He's like, he's wow. a man of the people. Doesn't he even he said like, it's giant he's like, it's stuff? filled with stuff that's not rich. Yeah. Wow. Shaq Bet like- is still on from Cribs. Oh, yeah. Like- <laughs> oh, yeah. Shaq Bet's great. Okay, let's take one last break and we'll be right back. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance, helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM, let's create. And we're back with our final picks. Jensen, what we do here is we usually have you go last as our, our, mm-hmm. our big climax. Um, yep. So, Megan, you want to kick us off here? Yeah, gosh. I, this doesn't even feel right in my soul, but... I'm what, doing- what, if, what, if, what if her picks O.J. Simpson? Yeah, it's <laughs> O.J. It had to come up in some it's way. It's O.J. I mean, who else has had miniseries about them? Um, right. yeah. No, this isn't O.J., but I don't know. I'm like... Okay, so my honorable mention, I guess, is Jim Brown. Um, okay. Just yes. like a very incredible, like seven-time rushing leader, or eight-time leading rusher in his nine seasons, three-time league MVP, and then went on to be in 50 films. Mm-hmm. One of them was he had the first interracial sex scene that a major studio movie had ever done, which I think this means like non-porn. And it was with Raquel Welch, so that's very Damn. cool. Um, mm-hmm. And then my other honorable mention is obviously Bill Bradley, who yep. was like kind of the only other politician that I could feel like was semi-aligned. So now I'm picking someone who ended up being a politician, but his life and just everything is so insane and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. So... By the way, he's left. He's left leaning. Yeah, and, and like it's California, so it's like I feel, it, and I don't even take. 
I don't even dislike his like politics. I don't even really care about his politics that much. He just doesn't, he doesn't like inspire anything in me, but Mm -hmm. his life is so incredible. And to be this Mr. Universe and seven time Mr. Olympia, that is a feat in and of itself. Like if he had stayed, is he from Austria? somewhere. If you had stayed in that country and then just been that, you are famous. You go everywhere and you're famous for the rest of your life. But then to come to the United States and become a giant movie star. Well, you know what happened in between that though, right? No. He, he was being offered movies as bodybuilder mm-hmm. that he would turn down and he used yeah. the money from competitions to buy apartment complexes out yes. here. Yes. Oh yes, I did know that. And like was wealthy off of that alone and then would accept, you know, like yeah. these movies that be- made him a star. Yeah, he he made great investments and then became a movie star, which okay, now you've had two very very impressive mm-hmm. careers and then on top of that in addition to kindergarten cop and twins, ran for and became governor of California, which is basically like being president of a country. I mean, it's the fifth largest economy in the world. And he was in charge of it. He married a Kennedy. Like everything he did. I mean, and then he had a baby with their housekeeper, but he did marry. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? You know what? Can I give you a little credit there? He also just like took ownership of it. Yeah, Yeah, he did. And, and he like he takes care of the kid. The kid loves him. Like I know that that's like obviously a terrible story and pretty much ruined his family. But like also he did the right thing. Yes, he's not bad. I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's a very interesting guy who's led a fascinating life. Who has been successful has reached the top, the pinnacle of success in three of the hardest industries you can. And so Mm. he's obviously very driven. His quarantine videos have been pretty funny. His kitchen island looks massive. (laughs) It's Um, Donald Trump. It's Donald Trump. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And he's just just like a pretty funny, cool guy that I'm happy I got to live at the same time he did. Yes, and I do want to make a rule that I have for myself, which is if you have... If you've ever had any sort of ownership in a planet Hollywood, I pretty much understand you've done terrible things with women. <laughs> like I thought I you just were going to un- say, like, you're awesome. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I kind of understand that time of Stallone and Schwarzenegger and Bruce Willis and guys who, like, if we really broke down their lives, yeah. we'd be like, oh, this is terrible. Like, they, like I just don't. Like, I don't want to hear any of those stories because it'll just ruin all my favorite actions. Yeah, but even as I'm, like, skimming stuff right now, he took care of a nephew who his brother... Like, he he does do the right thing. And I think overall was probably, like, a fine governor of California. You can absolutely DM me and tell me if I'm wrong. (laughs) But he had two massive careers after his playing career. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, my pick is... I feel like he is on his way to becoming a Schwarzenegger is, but I pick Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And his sort of thing is that, I mean, he played, he, I, th- I don't know if he played any actual regular season NFL games, but he was, you know, a college player. I think he played for Miami. He was on the University of Miami championship yeah. team. He has a ring. Yeah. And yeah. He, he came from nothing. Drafted, yeah. yeah, I think. You and know, then he was injured. It wasn't like he was bad. Not good enough. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he got injured. Yeah. But, and then to find wrestling or... His dad was a wrestler, correct? I, he came from wrestling, and he also, yeah, but his family a, also had football in it too. Yeah. yeah, and he is maybe our one of our biggest movie stars um, right now. And I don't know if there's any sign of that letting up, but he and everyone keeps talking about him becoming the president mm-hmm. at some point in the future, which 
I hope it doesn't go that way, but would I be mad? No, I, I'd be curious to see what it looks like after Trump. It's There's like, worse options yeah, for sure. Yeah. It yeah. seems like he has good intentions at the very least in everything he does, whether that's authentic or not. I think he does really kind things. Um, I he's think like he's our a, motivational. Yes. I think he's very thoughtful. I think he gives props in a really genuine way. I think his cheat meals are hilarious. Like he mm-hmm. just seems like an actual good father, good guy. And a good actor, like not good. I mean, his movies he is are an action he's good, he's star. He's a good yeah. action star. Yeah. yeah. He's a good action star. And I, and I'm not a wrestling fan, but he, he was one of those wrestlers that the mainstream knew. Can you smell yeah. what the rock is cooking? Yeah. That was like, all of grade school. He was, he was one of the most famous wrestlers. When of all he, time. The thing that impresses me is that he still goes back and whether, whether yeah. or not that's to promote whatever he's doing, it's like, he, he seems to really remember his roots. Yeah, and he knows that core that core fan base has been there for him since day one. So I feel like he's just good at seeing. Mm-hmm. He's he's always just so smart. He always mm-hmm. does the right thing. He's he's been very clean. It's a little yeah. Will Smith at times. Yep. Like he's very he's, savvy. he's very good at just yes being savvy. Yeah, yeah. So the Rock, the Rock, rock is my number one. Very good pick. And very and, good pick. and you know what? I think it's a testament too. I think there's a lot of wrestlers and and athletes probably wrestlers more so than athletes that are like, I'm going to be a movie star now. And we see that it doesn't always work. It can't just be like, oh, you were famous and a big, strong guy. We'll put you in films and that will translate. It doesn't. So he he did have to put in work and and did become a success in that in his in his own way. For every Dwayne Johnson, there is a Brian Bosworth. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jensen. My number one pick is another guy who on Google could pretty much defeat everything I'm saying. So I don't know if I just picked boneheads on purpose, but this one to me, when you think about entrepreneurs that have come out of sports, this is the number one guy. I know he's become a bit of a meme in a way of being like a bumbling idiot over the years, mm-hmm. at least the last three or four years, but Irvin Magic Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Great. Uh, you know, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. He, you know, kind of redefined the championship in my opinion. I think you know, the idea of three-peat and all, you know, just mm-hmm. showtime. Mm-hmm. He, you know, I'm not even a Lakers guy. I'm a Clippers guy, which is very depressing. But I, he redefined the game in, almost, like, honestly, the only other Jordan-esque kind of way. Like, he he was a superstar. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, you know, with HIV and all these things that have come up, you, you were like, what's going to happen with this guy? And I think everyone back in the 90s, at least, just assumed it was like a death sentence. And he's been able to turn it around into, like, this – a uh, huge enterprise that owns radio stations, movie theaters, magazines, yeah. real estate, cable TV, sports teams. He owns it. He used to own. I think it just just took his name off it. But that TGI Fridays near the airport. Yeah. Um. He he. Re, in a movie theater redefined kind of black cinema mm-hmm. for a long time, at least here in LA. Um. And I know that like he's kind of you know he ran the Lakers into a weird place, and he obviously wasn't able to sign the guys they needed last year with Kawhi and stuff. And and, and his Twitter is just like it's it's like almost <laughs> like a guy who, who's never played basketball tweeting, yeah, um, who d- doesn't even know the game. But you know this guy did so much, and he's yeah. worth a billion dollars, you know, supposedly. And his wife is also a, a massively successful fashion designer. Cookie yeah, and her jeans. name is Cookie. Cookie. Yeah. Her name is yeah. Cookie. And if you're able to, if you're able to succeed with the name Cookie, that's unbelievable. <laughs> and his his children are famous. He's been a yeah. very supportive yeah. father to, um, in like you know, in some cases that some people wouldn't be supportive. And yeah, I, I think like the 
HIV of it all, he really changed how this country looked at that. Yeah. And also you, you, you talk about his son. It's like the reaction that he had was now is so normal, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're like, oh, you know, with the Dwayne Wade stuff, like mm-hmm. everyone is sort of now accepting. But like, I remember there being a bit of like a backlash of being like Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson's son is gay. Like yeah. it was like a thing. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. people were like kind of bugged out about it. And he obviously never flinched, but like he, Again, he has a bit of a Mr. Magoo vibe now, but but in truth, I think he also defined the entrepreneurial sports star. Yes. He was like, yeah. my career is going to end and end prematurely. It did. Yeah. And and what is going to be my second act and how do I make it greater? Which in a lot of ways you see Kobe emulate and which like LeBron is already setting up and he yeah. changed how you could go from superstar to continue to be superstar. Yeah. And there yeah. is like some weird alternate reality where his talk show is still going on in my mind. <laughs> and like all yes. of us at one point will was the head writer on that staff. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Yeah. Megan definitely did a tight five. On. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Megan did, did stand up and then she got hired as a writer. Like I have the whole, yeah. the whole timeline worked out in my brain. Yeah. Sean O'Connor did three months. <laughs> <laughs> I really love his family. I really like uh, cookie and him were so, they're just so lovely and they're just so graceful too. And I, his son is also so famous. His son is on a reality show. So like it's yeah. very out there and he just seems so happy as a father and a husband and i think that's really beautiful too i mean that is successful in its own right oh that's my pick the entrepreneurial king awesome well thank you so much jensen for joining us and everyone please if you're listening listen to the no sports report also on iHeartRadio. uh jensen is there anything else that you wanted to plug uh no i mean every monday wednesday and friday my wife and i really just for fun and and to get our minds off this negativity and and try to bring other people into some fun stuff. We've since the beginning of quarantine, literally since like March 15th, we do a game show out of our house on Instagram live where we give away items we find uh, in different rooms of our house. We've given away a crock pot. We've given away, uh, we've given away a $66 red Robin gift card that we used (laughs) once. That card again was, I saw that I was like, I would have paid $300 for that on eBay. It was a great cardigan, a Boy Meets World cardigan from oh, cast and wow. crew. This this Friday, we're giving away uh, signed Funkos by Ben Savage and her, the That's Topanga awesome. and Corey one. So we, we've been having a lot of fun with it. And uh, and it's really, it's just Instagram Live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 7 p.m. Uh, 7 p.m. Pacific. We do this other thing called Headshot Roulette, yes. where you pick A or B. And A is my terribly sad, failed childhood headshot. And then B is Danielle's. And we had five people in a row pick mine. <laughs> Wow. It was so sad. I felt so bad every time. (laughs) Yeah. All right. And continue to rate and review the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, Jensen. I'm so happy that your son is safe. And I hope you and Danielle stay safe and healthy, too. You guys as well. Thank you guys so much for having me. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Jensen. Thanks, guys. All right. That was so great. The Greatest is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. 
So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 